Hey guys, welcome to Planet Satch. I'm really excited for what is about to happen. It's my first ever podcast and slash video because I want to get my content out there. I want to talk about me, I want to talk about my life and just get it out there, you know, get Satchin out there, spread the word about Satchin. So what is Planet Satch about? You guys are going to be wondering. What is it about? It's about how I grew up, what I did, the people in my life right? The people in my life that have made me the person who I've become. And I don't like the geezer, but I've got to thank my dad firstly, because he didn't make me, you know what I mean? Met my mum, made some love, and here I am, right? So, but I don't talk to my dad, I don't talk to my dad, and I just want to make that clear, because um, I'm sure he's a lovely geezer, and I'm sure he's done some good in his life, but my parents are separated, so actually I was born in Bolton. And being born in Bolton is not one of the... Um, most greatest of areas um, in the UK. I mean, it's clear like the football club's going to administration. There's a few good people and quality people have come out of Bolton. Vernon K, Peter K, Amir Khan. If some of you are big followers and he don't really have a chin um, when it comes to boxing, and I've heard he's a bit of a, a scoundrel as well. So uh, I don't like to associate myself with him. Um, but now I've, I'm a Southern lad, Northern at heart. Uh, my mum, me mum, I call her my mum because she's from up north. She's still got a bit of an accent. But living down south, it's it's been amazing, actually, to be honest with you. Um, growing up, well, I'd say it's a council estate, you know. It's it's really made me the person I am growing up a council estate. You know, ten dogs on the estate. You've got, you know, neighbours and people out there who, who are just, you know, giving it the large. Um, and that was Heston for you. Um, and that's what... I want to bring is saying, look, my life experience, I was, you know, my dad's, my dad's a multimillionaire. And it's true. It's true what they say. Uh, money doesn't make you the person you are, right? So easily you could have been born into a rich family, but moving down and having that kind of, you know, going to school where, you know, it was different people there. Um, I mean, growing up in, um, down south, I grew up with a lot of Indian lads when I was doing that it's it's all it's all great growing up in Indian lads but you only get that one side of that culture you know what I mean so every Indian lad in my area wanted to be a DJ right just get up there be a DJ and stuff you know have you ever been to an Indian wedding like having the right DJ is so essential like it's the first thing they look at Indian weddings is how how good's your DJ you know and to be honest with you I wouldn't have made a bad DJ because um, I've got some mic skills as well, which right now I feel like it's a bit of a fire in the booth, you know, you know what I mean, one, two, check, one, two, check, yo, when I saw you go from across the room, you had your eyes on, but I'm more of a, I'm more of a garage MC, I wouldn't say I'm more of these Indian, Indian DJs, like, you know, in, when they make these random announcements, um, uh, at weddings and stuff like that, I think, you know, being a DJ is cool, but I don't think that was one of my ambitions, my mum always said to me, she goes, um, you know, do what you want to do. She wasn't one of those uh, strict... I never grew up in a strict Indian family, but firstly, because my parents are divorced and you don't really talk about that in Indian families because they think, oh, a single parent, you know, which girl's going to want to marry him, you know? Um, but, and obviously, the other problem I had was being short. Um, <laughs> I know I laugh about it, but you've got to work what you got. I don't think I'm an ugly geezer, to be honest with you. I'm quite blessed. You see the state of my dad. He's, a, you know, he's 
he's I don't know what my mum saw in him to be fair with you but you know they say opposites attract <laughs> so yeah if you saw the bloke you're gonna be like fuck it if I'm gonna if I'm gonna look like him when I'm 40 Jesus um I might as well get married now if I'm nearly there I'm halfway to 50 I'm 25 so what I'm trying to say is basically I'm just chatting rubbish at the moment because this is our first kind of this is me. This is I've, I can talk for days. But let's going back to my dad's subject is saying that yeah, he is an ugly geezer, and that's not his fault, you know. And I talk with my hands a lot, so I'm just trying not talk with my hands. But um, no, he is, and and, and bless my mum, and, and and thank thankfully to God, I'm I'm not that bad look. But I've had in my life growing up, um, that that whole short thing about oh you're short and you know um. Is a lot of girls is not going to be after you because you're short and I can't grow a beard properly. And, you know, I, that's one of the biggest challenges I've had in my life. You know, some people go, the biggest challenges are money, um, st- you know, stress because of you don't know what you to do for your A-levels. I never had that problem. I've always known what I want to do. The biggest challenge I've had is is actually pulling. <laughs> you're like, what the hell? What? Getting a girl has been the biggest challenge. You won't even think it now. I don't know. I don't know how many. I think it's. I'm not trying to say. Oh, look, I'm. I'm God's gift. I'm not. If you go on Love Island, I'm not a Love Island calibre. You know what I mean? I mean, if I went to Poland, you know, I'd probably hit lucky. I don't know. I don't know what they the girls are like in Poland. I only see them walking around Slough. You know. So, I'm just saying that. You got to work what you got. So all those guys out there, what my advice to you is, and when you come to Planet Satch, it's we don't discriminate here. I'm all for short guys, you know, because I want you to go out there and there's someone there for everyone. And why I'm saying one of the biggest challenges in my life is being short because when I was younger and I used to I used to chase girls from year seven to year nine, even up to year eleven. I was just this little boy who had a big backpack, and I went to a school in in Maidenhead area, so I didn't go to school down in, down in South or Heston or Hayes, and some of you people listening will know that's a very affluential Asian area, right, so I went to Maidenhead, which probably, you know, you've got a handful of us in the year, so um, it was one of those things where you're just trying to find your feet, and you're trying to fit in, and you can, and I'm great, I, I met some excellent people there and some of lifelong friends i'm not trying to say is when i got my first girlfriend um i was over the moon it was like i was 16 years old and i mean i was playing in a football tournament and you think to yourself oh indians can't play football that's the biggest one of the biggest another challenge wasn't being short it was trying to be good at football because indians don't play football you know like oh your parents are like oh you can't do that it's not a career and and my mum did take me to football, it's just that she didn't have the time, being a single parent and going, taking your son to football where you had Dave's mum and dad on the side, oh, go on, son, yeah, go on, give it him, get, get, give it him back, yeah, go on, we'll take you football here, week in, week out, yeah, we got the, yeah, my son's going to be a footballer. You know, my mum what, knew I had that little bit of quality, but not quality enough to play in the conference, you know, just stand in Sunday league. And I, I accept that because Indians don't become footballers as much and there's a, big hoo-ha about it not because the FA is racist they're not racist it's just Indians are not good at football just face the fact about it otherwise if we're good at football we would get into it right and what I'm trying to say is yeah I did want to be a DJ I wanted to be a footballer when I was growing up 
And I never imagined me just sitting here just talking about that because now I'm in a career which is really thriving, which is going to be where if I was to sit in front of a girl and a nice family and say to her, like, if my someone had to present about Sachin, I would, I would be, look, I'd be married because the thing is, is I've worked towards this. But that's not what I work towards to uh, be married to a nice girl and to into a nice Indian family. What I'm trying to say is challenges are coming your way. One of my challenges was being short and finding find that person. So going back to when I was talking about being growing up and being 16 and finding my first girlfriend. It was one of those things I was playing football, right? And she said to me, oh, I really like uh, the way you're playing football. You know, the, the and, and I met and she was a couple of years older than me. She was actually at university and I was in... I was just finishing off sixth form, um, and and that, and that's a bonus um, for me because there used to be when you were younger and you you were with an older girl, everybody used to go, oh, well done, Sachin. Oh, you've got an older girl like that. You know what I mean? You you you're, you're doing you're doing the job, mate. You're doing the job, and that was good because I was there. I was in my prime. I think one of my prime years was when I was sixteen years old because I'd finished. GCSEs and I remember I remember this clearly this memory right and I wasn't a bad a bad kid at school I was never a bad kid at school my mum and me and my sister kind of we grew up obviously in a council house we we, we were grinding and my mum put us through a good education she did everything to put us through a good education it's when I got to Altwood and I got to my late years and I had little bits about me where I just I, just, I was a confident lad but I never had someone tell me that I was confident. So, but I like being a class clown, right? This was my issue at school. I could have, you know, I see a lot of, um, and I, I say about Indian Indian families, I see a lot of um, Indian boys my age or Asian boys, you know, my age and a lot of guys saying, oh, you know, we want to study um, medicine, um, become a doctor, a dentist, a lawyer. Um, you know, that was the traditional kind of community way of going forward. But my mum was like more like a free-for-all and like Call of Duty, you know what I mean? She just said, go out there and just kill anyone and smash it, you know? That's you, you be you, you know? And that, that's what I love about my mum because she goes, go out there and be you, Sachin. Do you know what I mean? I don't. If you don't want to become a doctor, don't become a doctor. If you don't want to go into, you know, medicine, don't become a I'm not saying, I'm just saying be the best you can be. And that was a blessing because there was a lot of... Um, in, in the Indian culture, what the problem is, and I'm, I'm going to call this out, is it's so strict, you know? Like, if a girl wants to leave the house, right, um, and she goes, oh, Dad, I want to go out. Dad, I want to go out. It'll be like, you know where the garden is. Do you know what I mean? And you can't because those those par- those people rebel. They, they'll go, okay, like, I'm going to do it behind my parents' back. And I didn't have to hide anything. So when it comes to year 10... I was like, do you know what? My mum's let me do whatever I want to do. But as a young kid, you take advantage of it. And I was like, okay, look, I'm Sachi and I can do it. My mum's gave me a free ticket, like a golden ticket, you know, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory golden ticket, you know, so I can just do do a free for all. And yeah, I messed up in year 10. I probably got E's and F's and she was at my parents' evening and, you know, she's sitting there and she's going teacher by teacher and I hate I didn't like my geography no it hates a strong word so I'm not going to use hate but my geography teacher was an absolute I don't even want to and and I can't I don't I don't want to swear in this but do you know the if you spell out see you next Tuesday she was an absolute oh she was a ball bag my geography teacher she just had it in for me I don't know why I don't 
I don't know why she had had it in because every class I did give it a hundred percent. I remember I remember that, but she just did. Oh, it's actually not doing this. Actually, not again. And I mean, come on, like you're watching Coast on BBC Two, every geography lesson. I mean, right? I I like I like scenery, right? But I'm one of those people where if I see something, you know, they say about holidays and stuff. And my cousin Amit, um, a lot of people met my cousin Amit, and he's totally opposite to me. He's he's the same. One of the reasons why I felt geography because I was never really interested. I've never I've never been interested in sightseeing anyway. So. And that contributes to what you do at school and how you do it. Because in geography, you're talking about sites, you're talking about different areas in the world and stuff like that. And do you know what? Recently, I went to Singapore, right? When I went to Singapore, I saw um, these uh, marina, I went to Marina Bay. I can't even remember it. That's how disinterested I was. Um, one of these sites, it was a, it, it was, oh, what, is, what was it bloody called now? But anyway, these, this light show, it lights up these... Because Singapore's like, God, it's so much greenery, it lights up, right? And you have to... Apparently, you go to Singapore, you have to go and see these, right? You have to go and see these lights. Just like when the lights are on Oxford Street, you have to go see these lights, right? Because they'd be going, oh, Christmas lights, da, da, da. I went to see these lights in Singapore and I just got... I got really bored. And with me, I can look at something and I'm over it in about two, three minutes. That's the same thing with doing... With, with sites, right? So anyway, looking at geography, I was like, do you know what? Geography wasn't one of my strongest subjects, but yeah. So she was the tip of the iceberg. No pun intended there. Um, but she was the she was the tip of the iceberg at the parents' evening because my my mum had gone around to every single teacher and my geography teacher said, do you know what? He's disruptive. So I don't know what it is with some parents, but my mum's one of these northern women, right? She just she can't hold it. She has to. Like if she's angry, she has to let it out. So these things about you can't hit your kids these days because people are watching and, you know, it's what what can you do and what you can't do and how you bring up your kids. Everybody's so specific about that now. And if I had kids and they gave me lip, I'll give them a quick smack. I'm not even going to... And I know you remember this and I'll go, oh, do you know what? I'm going to give them a quick fucking... Mm. You know, if they're giving me lip, they're getting it. Um, and that's exactly what happened to me. So in... Year 10, I went out, come out my parents' evening and my mum couldn't hold it in. So she's already smacked me halfway out the hall, right? And then she does this thing where um, we're in the car and I've decided to sit at the back. And she goes, why are you sitting at the back? Because I said, don't want you to hit me, right? So every traffic light, she'd be she'd be reaching over and, and just and just giving me a little smack, right? And she said to me, she said to me, that day, I remember that, that day changed the rest of... Um, what I was doing for the rest of the years till I'm 25 years old. Because I remember that time where I embarrassed my mum and she, she said, if you're going to embarrass me, I'm going to embarrass you, right? And then she'd give me a smack and, you know, next next day I go into um, school and teachers are having this conversation with me. They have to have this conversation now, don't they? Is everything all right at home? And I said, yeah, everything's all right at home. I just My mum just gives me a quick smack in that. That's n- nothing big. Because in, in some other communities, in let's say the, the the English British community, you know, you just get sent to your room. You don't get a smack. You know? I lucky I had to share a room. So uh I didn't have my own room to get sent to, do you know what I mean? So that's what I'm saying. So it shaped everything I was doing. Anyway, fast forward and what I'm what I'm trying to get is I'm giving you a bit about me here and there and I don't want to talk about too much because we've got so many podcast episodes to get through. Um but this is just a flavour. And 
moving forward, I've met a lot of people in my life. So what I'm going to try to do in this podcast is also talking a bit about me and what interests me and what doesn't. I'm going to bring a lot of people into my life who, who've had that little, it, it, it would just be a friend or it will be someone I've gone to school with. It might be someone I've bumped into at the cafe. But everybody that you meet influenced me in some sort of way, right? So moving forward, we're going to do this. And I know this is my first one, and you're probably thinking, oh, it's actually just talking an absolute rubbish. Yeah, this is the point of it. Because if you're talking absolute rubbish, you're never going to run out of things to say, you know? Um, and it's one of those ones where I want to bring not laughter all the time but you know you have a little giggle here and there but there's always a message to say like look we've got every day something shapes you every every week you wake up is a new week and uh, i i know i'm not one about these positive vibes like oh let's be positive you know everything's a barrier let's climb over the wall together there's things in your life that happen but you know what you are the strongest person inside don't let anyone say i don't care about that stuff man like Quotes ain't going to do nothing, but what it is, is getting your thoughts out, getting your thoughts out there and just talking about it. It's about clearing your mind every week, and that's what I'm doing. I'm talking, I'm getting stuff out, so I want you guys to listen to me, think about this, and listen in and tune in, because I'm going to help you clear your mind and talk absolute rubbish to yourself, right? You kind of get the gist now, don't you? That's what I'm going to be doing. So, see you next week. Let's get this cracking and I want you guys to start thinking about stuff in your life and how you can get it out. Every Monday, we're going to start the week like this. We're just going to talk absolute rubbish and I'm going to talk rubbish about myself and I'll make you think about the rubbish in your life that you want to talk about because get it out. Just get it out. So guys, thanks for tuning in to my first podcast. I know it's probably one of those things where it hasn't been as smooth and as thoughtful as you think it might be because there's no inspirational message in this but look guys let's get cracking for next week and i'll see you first thing monday morning